Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Ex-Mormon Files. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I appreciate you spending some time with us. Today, I'm happy to introduce to you Nathan Doubleday. A great name. I love that name. Thank you. Nathan, we've known each other. We're probably, a, you're probably one of the oldest Christians I know. I mean, in my tenure as a Christian, so I'm happy to have you here and share your story. And uh, you just, as we usually do, where were you born and what's your background a little bit? Right. Uh, well, I was born in Portsmouth, Virginia in, the, in a Navy hospital. Wow. My father was in the Navy. He he uh, served his 21 years, so I was a Navy brat, is wow. what they say. <laughs> Traveled um, around a lot, I guess. Yeah, mainly the East Coast, yeah. uh, uh, Virginia, Rhode Island, back to Virginia, then Florida. Oh. And he retired in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Is, uh, is he LDS, your family LDS? Yeah, he passed away in uh, 2000. Oh. He, uh, he converted to, more, to the LDS church. In the Navy, was it? Yeah, well, no, not in the Navy. Actually, oh. what happened was um, my uh, my grandparents on my dad's side live in Vermont, and they had LDS missionaries come to them oh. at the same time that my father was in Montana going to a forestry school. Hmm. So he had missionaries in Montana, missionaries in Vermont at the same time. And they all got baptized or something? And yeah, they, um, they kind of uh, thought it was the best thing since baked bread basically and <laughs> they all all the you know just an instant multi-generational uh lds yeah, family from my perspective yeah. i wasn't born yet when they yeah. when they converted so you were active as a young child in the church and baptized at age eight and i guess all that stuff that's right yeah, yeah. i uh, remember going to primary when it wasn't on sunday and oh, during the week during the week those. yeah i remember that yeah and uh we um, yeah, we, uh, my, my mother was um, a stay-at-home mom for the most part. Um, she, my dad did go inactive, hmm. but my mom t took us re religiously, all, yeah. all six kids. Okay. Did, yeah. did you go into scouting, I guess, the ironic priesthood and all that stuff? Yeah, I was an Eagle Scout, proud to say, um, <laughs> in Florida. Uh, yeah, the, the LDS Church, uh, they're known for... for Bringing out uh, young Eagle Scouts, you sure, know, you sure. can be 13, 14 to be an Eagle Scout. I was actually kind of old. I was, I just turned 15. Wow. Yeah. Get all those 21 merit badges or whatever. It yeah, is. yeah, I can't even remember now. Yeah. So, uh, exactly, yeah. yeah. So you, uh, do you take seminary in high school? Uh, I did, but it That's was... Uh, early morning seminary, wasn't Yeah, it? early morning, it wasn't the... It was tough to get up, I'll bet. Yeah, I think I did get the, I didn't get the four-year certificate, I think I got the three-year three or something yeah. like that. Any question the church was true or not true or anything? Um, you know, I, um, <clears throat> I, I was a good student in the LDS church, you know. Yeah. I uh, had no qualms, I had many, I had a, lot, a couple good, I had my good friends, you know, my two or three good friends all the way through, especially when I was living in Florida, Jacksonville. Okay. 
Uh, we uh, had a lot of, uh, you know, the, the LDS Church takes good care of their sure. of their youth. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I listened and I, and I just followed, you know, I, I remember preparing to go on, a, on my uh, LDS mission and going out with the missionaries. And, yeah. And, uh, and this was in Florida, too? Yeah, this is Now, Florida. you did end up going on a mission. I Where did, did you, yeah. Uh, you left from Florida then? Yeah, I, uh, I, I left from Florida. I, right when I turned, my, my dad kind of gave an ultimatum. He said, if you, um, once you turn 18, you got to get out of the house or you can um, stay till 19. Stay till 19 if you go on a mission. So I was uh, a pretty immature 18 year old. I uh, I was I got my letter and went to Taiwan Taipei. Wow. Yeah, and uh, I was I, I was ecstatic. I remember just shouting when I opened the letter. Yeah. And saying. Uh, and was it what you thought it was going to be? Um, <clears throat> for the most part, um, I know that um, you know. Yeah, I I was there. I kind of had this idea that I would be a uh, an ambassador for Christ, you know, sure. when I was on my mission, and um, and it's actually on my mission when President Kimball sent out that edict, changing the first discussion from Joseph Smith in the first vision to Jesus Christ, and oh. so, yeah. Well, and that was probably appropriate because Taiwan, I would assume, there weren't. Not a lot of Christians were they, or were there? Um, no, there, there, there's not. I so mean, you first had to kind of get them into to thinking about Christ, or did you just start in with the church, pretty much? Well, yeah, the the the, the LDS discussions. Uh, you uh, you knock on a door. You have these. Uh, you, you you don't even say what church you're from. You just say I'm from a American? church, and I'm here doing family visits, actually. Oh. And then you get in. Once you get in the door, then you kind of explain. Okay. Uh, you have some pamphlets you give, and you have your uh, your um, you know that flip chart. You know, sure. with the pictures and the sure. Chinese characters explaining things. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it's it's amazing that uh, I didn't get many converts. Maybe, I think maybe five. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't really. Uh, but you're at m mainly Taoism there. A lot of ancestral worship, a lot of Buddhism, yeah. and a lot of Buddhist temples. Now it's funny. I've asked this question, but uh, many times. But it's been usually to people who go to Christian nations or here in America. But did you sense that you were teaching Christ, or were you trying to convert people to the church? Well, uh, you know, I, I kind of had like a, a, a hodgepodge idea of what Christianity was, I think. And uh, I knew that uh, when I asked them to pray about the Book of Mormon and, you know, reading that Moroni promise mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, that I really thought that they were going to get a testimony of Christ by the Holy Spirit, by following okay. and the Book of Mormon and that Joseph Smith was a legitimate a prophet. prophet. Yeah. yeah. And you come home eventually, and how? And then what happens yeah. after that? Well, I come home from my mission. It actually changed to a year and a half mission, because you know that oh, was you back. You were in the 18-monthers. Yeah, so. it was an 18-month. Got back, and uh, I really wanted to go to college, but my parents uh, uh, couldn't afford it, and I couldn't. I didn't have any money saved, so I had to work. Mm. And so, and then they moved to Vermont. Actually, at that time, just right after I got back, we I helped my family move to Vermont. And uh, went to the South Royalton War there, which is actually the birthplace where, where the Joseph Smith Memorial birthplace right. is, right? So Sharon County, is yeah, it? Yeah, Sharon. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so I, I kicked around there for about a year and a half, and then I uh, decided that um, I just wanted to go to school. So I, I trucked out, trekked out to Rick's College. 
because oh. there's a lot cheaper going there than it is staying in Vermont. Yeah. You know, BYU Idaho now, I guess. Yeah, BYU yeah. Idaho. Yeah. So you spent some time there, and then. Yeah, I spent there. I I, I was a roommate with my first companion from my oh, mission, really? um, a guy named Randy, and uh, and then from there I, I actually had to work for a year or so to get off the to get my own. Uh, I'm beyond my own taxes as an independent, and then I started getting Pell Grants and started okay. working my way through school. Yeah. yeah, you end up going to BYU. Then I went to BYU and I graduated with a degree in math in '94. Oh wow! Yeah, smart guy, huh? Well, yeah, you know, I like it. I like math a lot. Yeah. So during this process, both at BYU Idaho and at uh, BYU, you take seminar or institute classes. Any questions ever come up about the church or anything that? Kind of made you head, scratch your head or put it on a shelf, as we say? Well, I, I would say the only thing, you know, first of all, um, I, I think I started, I, I didn't like it. I, I remember taking a philosophy class, and uh, they were talking about classic literature, and they said the Bible was classic literature. They said, you know, the Greek Odyssey was classic literature, you know, really well-written literature. And uh, then somebody piped up, well, what about the Book of Mormon in the philosophy professor said no it's not a part of that you know at BYU yeah they said that. <laughs> yeah BYU yeah to their uh, own credit I guess and so I, I remember uh, a guy asking that in the class you know yeah. and, and I kind of chuckled to myself thinking oh, what about the you know doctor you know, no no those are not classic deemed, literature yeah that's not not deemed classic oh. what, what we what we would deem uh High high level philosophy type yeah, stuff. Interesting so. little bump in the road. Yeah. yeah, well, I just remember that catching my attention yeah, actually. Yeah. Anything else that popped up or? Um, let's see. You know, I, I think the whole BYU experience. I was just uh, it was really big school, yeah. and you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I, I would have probably I mean, went you to had a small a good, school. Good testimony of the church. And you yeah, knew, I did. I true. I um, I honestly thought I I remember when I first when I was driving down into the Salt Lake Valley on uh, on I eighty. You know, you take it down through. Yeah. And I remember, I, and because I was going from maybe uh, I fifteen or yeah. No, yeah. this was actually going down the. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know, you know, how I-80 comes down through Parley's Canyon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. So I was taking that, oh, that down. that one, okay. Yeah, I remember it being really You're right. steep. You're right, And um, And I, um, and I don't know how come I went that way, because I thought I was coming from Rick's College. But anyway, I was coming down, and um, and I remember saying, so I'm coming to Zion. Oh. I am coming to Zion, you know, and God, I am so blessed. I remember saying that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just no question about. Well, so what happens to you in life? Yeah, what happens after that? Okay, so so now getting to the. Yeah, how did I leave? You know, I have this strong. Well, you're. Yeah, are you married at this point? Do you, no, no, you know? I I got married. Um, I met my wife. She was a. Um, um, you know, God bless her. She was a uh, convert from England, mm. and I met her at my apartment complex at BYU. Okay. And we dated for the temple. Got married in the Bountiful Temple. Okay. And um, and then we were married for about nine years, and then we got divorced. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's kind of what really started my uh, my journey out of. Really. Yeah. It was during that that period of time. Um, I, I think you know I, you, you know you hear people say you know there's you know you got your California Mormon you got your Utah yeah. Mormon you got your back east Mormon right. and there is a different culture sure there's a cultural difference you yeah. know and 
there's a difference in how you, the communication style. And, and, and that's when I started kind of, uh, I think it's when I was living in West Jordan and I was trying to, um, you know, basically just kind of survive. You know, I started feeling like I wasn't, I, I was, uh, I wasn't, you know, I felt like uh, I really, like, like I wasn't connecting with people. And so I, so I started going to Al-Anon just to kind of get a second social mm. thing going. And that's really my journey out of, out of Mormonism begins when I had the realization that another philosophy or another spiritual program can't help me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that kind of got me. And then when I was in Al-Anon, I met a guy who was also going to Al-Anon, who was also a Christian, and he, he played the guitar at the fellowship. I don't know, a church be, called the Fellowship. Yeah, it used to be called uh, Salt Lake Christian Fellowship, and they changed the name. Oh. And so uh, it was during that time when I, I was talking to him, and we were comparing notes. He was an engineer. I was an engineer. Um, he played the guitar. I played the guitar. Mm. But he played his guitar at a church, I and that was yeah. kind of fascinating to me. Yeah. So I actually invited myself and said, hey, I want to go watch you play. So. Now, were you going to church, uh, the LDS church at this point? Yeah, I, I, uh, one of the things about my story is I never went inactive. I went yeah. from being an active LDS to an active Christian. <laughs> yeah. And so tell us about your first experience at a Christian church. Was that a little surprising or shocking? You'd invited yourself, it sounds like. And right, I did. And I wore the, uh, you know, the LDS church you know, white shirt. Uniform. <laughs> yeah, yeah, white shirt, tie, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, you know, actually, my, my first experience with Christianity, I have to go all the way back. I was like eight years old. And um, remember that Christmas story, The Little Drummer Boy? The Claymation? Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, the, yeah, yeah. Well, I was a little I was watching that, you know, on a school night or whatever night around Christmas there in Virginia Beach. And I um, was so enamored with this little drummer boy playing the drum for Jesus, right? Yeah, that was yeah. his gift, that I went to bed singing that song, right? And, and I used to kind of sing myself to sleep. And, uh, and I was doing the drum thing. I was imagining myself giving being a... Being the little drummer boy? Yeah, being, I was imagining giving a gift to, to Jesus. And a strong spiritual experience happened to me at, at that time. And it actually made me cry to think that God wanted me to be, he wanted me to give him a gift. You know, wow. like, yeah, yeah, that's actually my first Christian experience. It's funny to look back on those things. You just see the hand of God maybe in your life touching you at different times. And Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I've, I've attended other churches and stuff. And what was funny is even though through it all, um, you know, I was kind of, well, I was kind of proud to be an LDS person, sure. but, it, but I remember friends and people and like relatives, you know, kind of feeling sad for me that I was, I didn't understand why, you know, like, oh, you're, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I think a lot of people thought there was a cult element to it, and it was a very, yeah. you know, that it was a, a cult, uh, whatever, you know, yeah. I don't know what the exact reasons were. So when you, when you went to the church, though, did you notice the, of course, the music and was it different for you? I guess the words were up on the, up on the yeah. Oh, screen yeah. And um, yeah, it was different, but I uh, I liked it. I, I felt like the uh, the worship, uh, at least at this church. You know, I mean, even among Christian churches, uh, man, they have 
they can go from acapella to still hymnals. A variety, sure. Yeah, there's still a, a, a huge variety. But do you variety. sense this, it's about Jesus, though? Do you sense that? And well, yeah, I felt like um, some of the songs I really resonated with, I really liked. Um, my friend was playing the rhythm guitar, and <laughs> and uh, and I decided I'd come back again next week. Yeah. You know, and keep watching them, you know. And I told him I was interested in playing, and so that's kind of how I first stepped foot in a Christian church. So what kind of, I mean, you're still firmly LDS, I guess, at this point. But, oh, yeah. But what kind of gets your mind thinking, okay, uh, there's there's a different message here that I've missed? Well, you know, it's funny, and, and this is why I had kind of a hodgepodge uh, philosophy, really, because uh, when I was a senior in high school, I was pretty lost, you know. I, was, uh, I wasn't popular in high school. I wasn't the jock. I wasn't the, the chess player. I was just kind of in there. And, uh, you know, I started doing, uh, you know, what, what the bishop tell it, well, a guy named Bishop Campbell said, if you don't know that the church is true, I challenge you to find out. And I go, well, I don't know if the church is true. I guess I'll find out. So I <laughs> went through the whole standard works, right? Oh, you did? Yeah. So I, I read, uh, when I was a senior in high school, I'd go home and I'd go to my room and I'd read the Book of Mormon. I read the Doctrine and Covenants. I read the Pearl of Great Price. I read the Old Testament. And then I finally get to the New Testament. And that... And so what I was doing while I was laying on my bed and reading is whenever, you know, Jesus said, come to me, I'm the way, the life, and the truth, I would get down on my knees and say, Jesus, I believe you. Because I was like, you know, this I This is want... in high school. Yeah, this is in high school, right. Wow. So, so I kind of so like took Jesus at his word and I said, well, I want to be saved. Jesus, I believe in you, please, you know, and that's kind of what I was doing. So even back then I was, if Jesus said, pray and ask me to, you know, uh, you know, who, he who asks receives and, you know, repent. I, yeah. if, John, if John the Baptist said repent, I got on my knees and I said, I repent. You know, I, I literally just <laughs> followed along. very obedient. I was being very, yeah. Well, when you went on your mission and then, of course, go through the temple before your mission and then you're married in the temple, did you sense any kind of different message between this simple one of I am the way, the truth, and the life and... And what you were doing as a Mormon? You know, honestly... Or did that hit you? Well, you know, and that's the thing, you know, and I guess that's where grace kind of comes in. I think, for me, I had this... I, I was just very accepting of everything. And even though I did feel really weird, you know, when I, when I you know, put on the garments for the first time, I felt kind of weird. Because I remember going to a, a youth dance right after, right? And I'm like... Dancing, I felt really weird, but uh, you know, but that's what everybody was doing, and that's yeah. what you know. And I was just uh, in the culture, you know, yeah. and and I I, I finally didn't start um, questioning things until West Jordan, until I moved to West Jordan and was having a very difficult time with the with the isolation, with the yeah. you know, with the different. Uh, you know, a lot of stresses were just going on in my life, you know. Well, was there a moment that you felt, I guess we'd call it a new creature or born again, that kind of a mind turn where you say, okay, this isn't true and this is? What, did you um, have that experience, kind of? Well, it's, it's, it's came in, um, I think for me, the realization came for me that I can get spiritual contact, I can get spiritually fed, from other sources, you know, besides the LDS, yeah, besides church. The LDS church. Yeah. And, and then it became a matter of, okay, um, who am I going to trust the most? 
Who oh. am I really going to trust? And what did you come up with? Well, so what happened was, um, so like I, I met my friend, and uh, and he, I kind of, you know, as a Mormon, he just kind of fell in his lap, right? And he started, <laughs> he started a Bible study out of his house. And you started going to that. I went to that. It was just me, another girl that he eventually married, who was also a single adult Christian, and then. And then okay, it was him, and then another girl, and then me, and another LDS girl. Oh. So she had a friend, and he had a friend. And so it was just the four of us, and we, uh, we started with The Purpose Driven Life, right? You remember that book? I don't know that one. Okay. Well, it's, uh, it's, it was very popular. A Christian. Yeah, it Christian. was an extremely popular book in the, in the this is like about, um, I want to say 2005-ish time frame, 2004, Were you learning things then that you'd never heard before? Maybe it was 2003, but well, yeah. What it was was I just got really. I felt the uh, nourishment of believing in Jesus. You know, what I mean, I felt that nourishment, wow. and that's what the purpose-driven life is kind of talking okay. about. And then we got finished that book, and then we started the Mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but then as this was going on, my family life was just falling apart. My ex was was leaving. Uh, she, we were separated at the time. And, and the more I pursued this, uh, the more our marriage has started eroding. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't say it related I, to that. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's probably it's other, a lot of factors, other factors. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so what happened was, is I, um, I, um, I just literally felt like I was, something was trying to destroy me. You know, honestly, I felt like a spiritual or situation was just trying to smash me, you know. I, I I was getting divorced. I lost my job, you know, as a software engineer, and and all this stuff was just hitting me. And I literally had to say, God, please save me. You know, Jesus, please save me. I don't want to die. Yeah. And that's really what happened, and now, he honestly. Did. And he did. And he <laughs> did. And and I uh, and and so so the short the, the short story is that. Um, I, the divorce happened in 2004, like January, and I, I wasn't finding any work as a software engineer in Salt Lake. So my brother offered to to uh, send me to um, offered me to to live at his place in Florida because that's where I mm. grew up, and try to find work there. And I had kind of in my mind, well, maybe my wife will be there. Yeah, if I can <laughs> just get out of Utah, maybe you know, yeah. maybe things will get. Straightened out here, you know, because it was just a lot of, a lot of turmoil at that time. And it's, still have a lot of turmoil actually, mm -hmm. but um, anyway. So I went to my brother's and I stayed with him for a month. And I went to Orlando, and to and I actually stayed in boarding houses there. I was still on unemployment, looking for places. Then my unemployment runs out, and I'm like living in, um, you know, running rooms and boarding houses. Yeah. And still paying child support and uh, and stuff, and I'm draining my retirement fund. And anyway, I go to an L I go to a, a single adult dance, and uh, and I'm dancing with this girl, and uh, and I just happened to ask her. She's from Brazil, and I said I asked her. So, are you reading any any books lately? And I was I was in the middle of the Mind of Christ book in in Sandy, Utah, right. in that Bible study, and I'm dancing with her, and she says, um, yeah, I'm reading The Mind of Christ. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like blew me out of the water. I'm like, you're at an LDS dance, and, and, and dancing with an LDS girl, 
And she says she's reading the mind of Christ too. Well, how is she doing that? Well, she's going to a Methodist church Bible study in, uh, I can't remember, it's a, it's a suburb outside That's of Orlando. Right, yeah. So Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, and so that, that, that kind of started my journey. Like, okay, this is a wake-up call. Nathan, Did you end up studying this. a lot of other stuff about Mormonism eventually, or do you, did you search that more? Or do you just do you, you started reading the Bible, I assume? Yeah, I mean, really, for me, it was, um, I felt like I was getting crushed, and I needed something to help me, and Jesus was the only thing that did. Interesting. That's really it. And, and, and there's a journey that happened there, and it took a, it literally took a lot of being walked through to kind of change my paradigm, you know? Yeah. It, it really is difficult. And realizing that, yeah. do you, did you understand grace as a Mormon, and now you do as a Christian? Um, I think what I understand now is the power of, of, of the Bible. Like, um, I, I think, the main difference now is I believe that the Bible can be trusted. Yeah. And if I believe the Bible can be trusted, and I and I see the power in the Word, and I see, and I have felt it. I have felt the change. I felt the safety. I felt yeah. the um, the help. The grace. And the grace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming back to grace, you know, you know, grace is a um, is yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of a term that gets overused, right? right. But um, but anyway, Sorry. that's okay. But anyway, um, so I um, yeah, going back to that. So yeah, it was literally a journey, and 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 I just well, uh, yeah. We're almost out of time, unfortunately. Yeah. But one thing that's amused or been interesting for me, and we've talked about other people, is the fact that so many intelligent people, and you apparently seem to be very intelligent, um, still live with this Mormonism. The the the, the mentality and everything else, no critical thinking. Do you feel that, do you sense that too, or are you, you have to think about that? Very intelligent people remain LDS, even though all these facts are so blatant and obvious to them. But. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I get into um, discussions at work a lot, and I, yeah. I and, um, and it is, there's very intelligent people, and I think they really, I think they They're really sincere. fall. Yeah, I think they really fall back on that. They can't trust the Bible. That things. That is a big thing, yeah. isn't it? And and there's a couple big religions that do that, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. um, but me, yeah, I, I I really believe you can trust the Bible if you read it in love that's, and truth. That's a super message. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and I haven't even got to the Sean McCraney part of the story. Oh, you know, and his, we're out of time? Yeah, and we're out of time, yeah. What was it? Sean McCraney real quick. Well, so Sean McCraney... To um, help teach you the yeah, Bible. Yeah, so, so I, was, I was going to both yeah, churches. we're out of time, Okay, unfortunately. That's okay. Darn it. Thanks, Nathan. I appreciate you coming and sharing. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, there's a lot to it, and I appreciate you sharing your story. And Go ahead, what? Oh, that's oh, okay. okay. Maybe, anyway. maybe I can come back next time. Huh? Yeah, that's a possibility. Anyway, remember that you're following the gospel of Joseph Smith and his added gospel and not the gospel of Jesus Christ. See you next time. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact 
at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.